Boy, were the Hoosiers lucky to have Trace Jackson Davis on Wednesday. You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Oh boy, what is up everybody? Welcome into another episode of Locked on Hoosiers on this fine Wednesday night. It's almost Thursday already as we're doing this live stream. Thursday, if you guys are listening to this, boy, Trace Jackson Davis saves the Hoosiers against Minnesota. We're going to talk all about him, the historic performance he just had. First though, I want to thank you guys for making us your first listen every single day. I'm your host, as always, Jacob Rude. I'm kind of all over the place. I was anticipating a loss about uh, 10 minutes ago. So that Trace Jackson Davis saved Indiana in this one, utterly unbelievable. We need to thank FanDuel, our sponsor of today's episode, our sponsor throughout the week, uh, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. My word, I had some notes written down about what I wanted to talk about because, again, I anticipated that this was going to be a loss. Trace Jackson Davis, it is really hard to put into words just how good he is. I Literally, my job is to talk about how good Trace Jackson Davis is, and I'm going to struggle because he continues to just do indescribable things like – you, we can have the arguments at some point about who Big Ten Player of the Year is, who National Player of the Year, All-American stuff. It, it feels trivial because what matters right now is that Trace Jackson Davis is playing as good as anyone we've ever seen in an IU jersey. He did it again on Wednesday, 25 points, 21 rebounds, six blocks, the first 2020 game he's had as a Hoosier. There isn't much left that he hasn't done for Indiana. He became just the fifth player since 2010 to have 20 points, 20 block or 20 rebounds. It felt like 20 blocks, 20 points, 20 rebounds, and six blocks. If I do this right, I can show you the entire list because it isn't many people, and none of them, as you can see, are in a big six I, I don't know the exact term they use they're not in the acc the big 10 the big east the pac 12 the big 12 the sec they're not in any of those so trace is the first one out of kind of those major conferences to do it the 25 points is the most any of them have scored nobody else had more than 22 the 21 rebounds is uh incredible the six blocks only one other person had more and he did it on incredible shooting he he shot better than anybody else did on this list he bailed indiana out indiana deserved to lose this game point blank period the hoosiers did not deserve to win this game and they only did it because of trace jackson davis it's it's a marvel and Really, everybody needs to just appreciate what you're watching in Trace Jackson Davis and how he's playing this season because it is phenomenal. It is 
literally, I don't know how many times any Indiana player has ever done something like this. We might get the stat later tonight or into tomorrow, but it, it, it is really hard to describe what he is doing. He he was the one that came up with the big offensive rebound on Race Thompson's missed free throw, gets the putback to give Indiana the lead. Not only did he have six blocks, I forgot and didn't even write down, he became the all-time blocks leader in Indiana. A number of those blocks were huge ones down the stretch. Indiana wanted to do everything it could to lose this game on – Wednesday and Trace would not allow them to do it. It was incredible. It was frustrating. It was everything in between. Look, if you are playing Indiana the rest of this season, zone defense, at least some zone defense, if not exclusively zone defense, is what you should be running because Indiana has no clear way of attacking it. They struggled again on Wednesday against Minnesota. A Minnesota team that had seven scholarship players. IU should not be pleased really in any way with what happened tonight. It is a road win. They are back over 500 in the Big Ten. But we spent all podcasts yesterday talking about how bad this Minnesota team is. And IU just let them hang around. They didn't even have their top scorer, arguably their best player in Dawson Garcia. And IU just let them stay in the game. And a lot of that was the zone defense they played IU would get the ball in the middle of the zone and then leave runner like floaters or runners short. Uh, you don't have to shoot the ball when you get it there. You can make the defense collapse and kick it out, but then three point shooters were pump faking and not shooting. Uh, it IU just doesn't ever really seem comfortable playing against his own defense, which is remarkable because, They've seen it a lot the last two seasons. So they, I, I don't, I mean, I'm sure they practice against it, but they they need a much more clear plan on how to, um, how to just attack a, a zone offense or zone defense, excuse me, more often. On the other end, the defense was not good enough tonight. It was uh, Minnesota, a, the first half, it felt like they shot a lot better. I mean, statistically, they didn't have a great night, but like you gave up some timely baskets. You gave up some timely runs. Jamison Battle goes for 20 points in this one. He was the only one you really should have been focusing on. I think he had 13 of those in the second half. Like, just it, it wasn't good enough across the board for Indiana on either side of the court. And it's infuriating because you had built all this momentum. You didn't lose it all because you won the game. You can, if you want to look at it glass half full, you won a big 10 game on the road and you're back over 500. You have a four game winning streak, all fair takes, but some context is needed because Indiana was not good on Wednesday. They were way off the pace. There were a number of guys who just did not play well. I Some of them, I don't even know how much impact they even provided. Tamar Bates played 10 minutes, did not score. Jordan Geronimo did not score. Trey Galloway did not score until the final about three minutes of this one. It was, I mean, earnestly, Trace Jackson Davis, Miller Cop, and Malik Renew carried this team to varying degrees. Mike Woodson wasn't there. Look, I know everybody's going to share the Yazier Roseman quote, and 
about uh, Trace Jackson Davis. If you can find 25 to 30 people better than him in the draft, he'll kiss your behind. We'll keep it PG on here. But people are going to share that. It was a funny quote. Not, mm, I don't know how accurate it is. That's for another debate. He was out of his element. Uh, Coach Woodson is recovering from COVID. He wasn't there. Look, there have been a lot of complaints about Mike Woodson and bad coaching, and they I, – I, I don't like to be this harsh on Coach Roseman because he was certainly probably not prepared for this, but he was out of his element. IU did not make a sub for the last 10 minutes of this game. I think it was a tick under 10 minutes in this game. And so – in a game in which Minnesota only had seven scholarship players, you should approach this as winning a game of attrition. You have more bodies than they do. And instead, Malik Renew, I there has to be some explanation. He was arguably IU's best player in the first half, if not the second best player behind Trace. He just he didn't play in the second half. I think he played for under a minute, just did not play in the second half. Jordan Geronimo played two minutes. Tamar Bates played four minutes. Jalen Huchifino, Miller Cobb, Trace Jackson Davis did not sub out. Inexcusable. Just simply inexcusable. Unless they all are injured, completely inexcusable. I don't know what the game plan is moving forward with the coaching staff. I don't know how long Coach Woodson's going to be out, but they need to um, address how they approach games basically because that was not good enough on Wednesday. We'll talk so I have more things written down and there's more guys I want to talk about before we dive into any of that. We mentioned it at the beginning. Look, I told you guys to take IU minus nine and a half. I almost did it. I hope you did not. Don't take my betting advice. Fade Jacob if that's the case because uh IU did not cover didn't even really come close mo- at all tonight. You guys want to fade Jacob <laughs> moving forward? Uh, we're really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because uh, they are the number one sports book in America, FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that is even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. New customers, if you join today, get started with $150 in free bets guaranteed. Just use that or that link right there, fanduel.com slash locked on for those watching on YouTube. Uh, it, it's simple. Make a $5 bet. Even if you bet on Indiana tonight and you got it wrong, you're still going to get $150 in free bets. So head on over to fanduel, fanduel.com slash locked on. Get started today. Place that $5 bet. Repin all those rewards. Place the $150 against whatever I say because I am not on a hot streak right now and win some money. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Big thanks to you guys for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every single day. Be sure to check out Locked on College Basketball, everything you need to know about college basketball in one place. Plus hear from big name experts, insiders, coaches, and players. Locked on College Basketball, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Let's look at a couple comments here. I've seen there was no rotation. You're right, there wasn't. Uh, The first half was a little bit better, but uh, there was no clear rotation tonight. That was very much 
something that they were not prepared for. The coaching staff was not prepared for how to handle a rotation, bringing guys in, shuffling them through. That was they were they're going to need to review the tape on that before the uh, the Hoosiers' next game. We couldn't hit wide open threes, and they couldn't miss wild contested ones. I mean, f- fair a little bit. IU was four fourteen. And three of those were from Miller Cop. He was three of seven. The rest of the team was one of seven. There were some wild ones that they knocked down. They were ultimately five of 25 from three, and four of those were from Jamison Battle. And I think three of those were in the third or in the second half alone. So yeah, you're not wrong, but it was it, it was more than that. Like IU was giving them some open looks and letting them have the belief that they could stay in this game. And if you come out and just bury them early on and take that belief away, then even if they are hitting wild three pointers, it doesn't hurt as much, but you let them stay in the game and those threes become more and more frustrating. Uh, It was more of a trap game. Plus we weren't hitting any shots from outside. Maybe I, you had been playing well enough. Minnesota was bad enough that this shouldn't feel like a trap game. Ohio State shouldn't be a game that they're like that much looking forward to. If it was Purdue on the horizon, I could understand maybe a trap game, but uh, I don't know. I, I think that's a lot of letting Indiana off the hook. Indiana was not good enough tonight. They have to be better. The good news is this is kind of the outlier in their last four games, and before before tonight they had been good enough in the three previous games. So you can kind of uh, write that off a little bit after the game. Coach Rosemont tells or told Don Fisher that Mike Woodson is close to a full recovery. So maybe he is back on Saturday. That would be an upgrade. Um, We'll move on from that topic because I was, that was really bad and it, it would have been a big reason why IU lost this game. Let's talk some other guys that aren't named Trace Jackson Davis. Uh, He's the first hot – well, first, because I'm looking at Twitter as this is going on. He is the first high major player – there's the phrase I couldn't think of – high major player since his Sheem the Beat to have 25-20 and 5 in a single game. That came in 2009. It, I mean – unbelievable from him. Malik Renew, he was huge in this one, and – he deserved better in that second half. He This was kind of a breakout game we'd been waiting on him to have, and it was sorely needed in that first half. Ten points, four or five from the field. He looked a lot more comfortable. Uh, he only played 12 minutes. That is unfathomable to me. Uh, ugh, unfathomable to me. He deserved better. He was really good, and he helped steady IU in that first half when – they just could not get things going. He really stepped up in a big spot for the Hoosiers, and it's a couple games in a row now that he's looked better. So hopefully he's kind of broke through that rookie wall, freshman wall, whatever you want to call it, and is now able to make the impact that he was making at the very beginning of the season because we're really hitting the home stretch, uh, the tough stretch of the Big Ten season. He's, his play is going to be really important. I thought Miller Cop played well. 11 points, four of nine shooting. I'd written him down, and then he spent a lot of the last two minutes of the game pump faking three-pointers. He's got to take them. I, I 
he's the only reliable shooter Indiana has. And if he has any space, he has to take those threes, especially against his own defense. That's what his role should be on this team is to be his own buster. And he was pump faking them too much, taking runners. There was a, there was a sequence or, or a possession late in the game where IU was down Trace Jackson Davis didn't even touch the ball. They swung it kind of to the corner to, to create an angle. It looked like, and then cop takes this kind of runner that trace never that, that you can't happen. Like trace has to touch the ball and make defenses react to him. And then you go on from there, especially tonight. So it was hit and miss from him. Race Thompson, again, statistically not a crazy night, four points, only shot four times. Four rebounds, three assists, two fouls, a turnover, three blocks. Played 23 minutes, was a plus nine. I thought he played well. He's the one that probably needed to come out a bit in that second half and give him rest. Like, good Lord, he is just back from injury, and I'm sure he is feeling it tonight. But he played well. He was very, very active, which we come to know with, uh, with race. Defensively, offensively, he does all the little things. He's the glue guy, and IU missed that. They didn't. Jordan Geronimo did that some, but he didn't. He doesn't do what Race does, and he's impactful in that regard. He had a couple big free throws late in the or one big free throw late in the game. Uh, that chemistry he has with Trace to be in the spot, the right spot whenever a team doubles Trace. Trace found him, and he went to the line, tied the game, and. You know, got the Kobe assist to Trace for the go-ahead layup. I see, I've seen some people talk about Jalen Hood Shafino. There uh, is there a case for Tamar taking Jalen's spot? Absolutely not. Uh, and I understand that Jalen played rough on Wednesday, six points, two of eleven shooting, six rebounds, and four assists, three fouls, a turnover, thirty-eight minutes. He is the only true point guard Indiana has. And as good as Trey Galloway and Jalen Hood er, and uh, Tamar Bates have been, it's not anywhere close to what Jalen does in terms of handling the ball and bringing stability in that regard. It, I, he's not going to be benched the rest of the season. Jalen Hood Shafino isn't. And so it's not, I mean, I didn't, the 10 minutes Tamar played on Wednesday, I didn't think were great. He had three rebounds, but he had two fouls, was 0 of 3 from the field. If Tamar was playing better than maybe, but Tamar has such a high variance between good and bad games that you got, there's no way you can put him in the lineup over Jalen Hood Shafino. Um the best player on the team that is not being played. I don't know that that really applies to anybody right now. I mean, specifically on Wednesday, it was Malik Renew. Uh I think IU is fine with their rotation when Mike Woodson is doing things, but I'm not going to harp on that point. Um, I, I don't think anybody needs to necessarily be playing more. There, Things are, are fine as is with a regular rotation that hopefully comes back on Saturday against Ohio State. So the Hoosiers escape. Trace Jackson Davis is him. Everything else is write this one off and let's not talk about this game ever again, other than to watch highlights of that Trace Jackson Davis alley-oop from Jalen Hood Shafino. So 
Hoosiers will play Ohio State on Saturday. More importantly, the women's team plays Ohio State tonight in the biggest game of the season to date. Let's talk about it. Let's preview it. Let's get you set for the blackout in Assembly Hall on Thursday. The Hoosiers, the Buckeyes, 8.30 p.m. Thursday night, tonight, depending on when you're watching, listening to this. It'll be at Assembly Hall. It'll be on Big Ten Network. It's a blackout. They announced it on on Twitter on Wednesday night during the game. If you're going to the game, wear black. And I, I don't know that I remember a blackout in Assembly Hall before. So it'll be an interesting visual. That place should be sold out. Like, there is no reason for you not to go to this game. I will be at this game. It is a $10 ticket, and it is going to be one of the biggest games of the season. So I'm excited to see um, what that atmosphere is going to be like because this is a women's team that is the best in program history to date. And they are taking on a Ohio State team that is number two in the country. As I'm recording this, about 20 to 30 minutes after the game, Trace just tweeted out for everybody to go support IU women's team at 8.30 uh, for the tip. So if you don't listen to me, listen to Trace. Trace said it. Get out there. Get to the game. It's an Ohio State team that was undefeated heading into this week. And then Caitlin Clark happened on Monday. She has a triple-double, the only the second player, men or women's, to have a triple-double against a top-two team. Dwayne Wade was the other one. He's pretty good. Caitlin Clark's pretty good, too. That snapped their 19-game winning streak to start this season, and it's come against some good teams. They beat Michigan, who IU beat on Monday. They beat Oregon, they beat Louisville, they beat Tennessee to start the season. A lot of familiar foes in there. A lot of similar scorelines. So these are two evenly matched teams. More reason to get out there and give IU a home court advantage because this could be, for one, it would be awesome if this place was sold out. But for two, this could be, a Big Ten kind of title-deciding game because both IU and Ohio State have one loss on the season. The most impressive thing about Ohio State, J.C. Sheldon, who was all Big Ten caliber last season, I think she might have been on the all-tournament team. I'm not certain, but she was all Big Ten caliber last season. One of the top players coming into this season. She has played five games, and none of them recently. So... Ohio State is doing this without an all-Big Ten caliber player. There is zero clarity on J.C. Sheldon's injury. She's, I, Barring something completely drastic, she's not playing against IU. She hasn't played since November 30th. So they've been doing some heavy lifting without her. Taylor Michaels averaging 18 points per game. Um, they have five people outside of Sheldon who are averaging double figures in this game. It's a team that is going to press. They're averaging 85.6 points per game. They want to speed things up, get things going quickly. IU has had success in them uh, against them the last couple of years because 
this is a team with multiple ball handlers that can take advantage of that. And the result has been IU not just beating them the last couple seasons, but beating them kind of soundly. They won in Columbus last year. They dominated. It was one of their best wins of the season. The Hoosiers did 86 to 66. And then IU played them in the Big Ten tournament, beat them 70 to 62. So this is an IU team. I don't want to say is kind of designed to beat them, but there are a lot of strengths and a lot of favorable matchups for Indiana in this one. I'm excited. Like I said, I will be down there. I hope you guys will be down there. If you're not, tune in to the game on Big Ten Network. It's going to be a fun one. Uh, I I hope it's a a sold-out, excited, loud atmosphere. That means we're not going to have a live show after the game tomorrow. I'm not going to do it from Assembly Hall, (laughs) so there will not be a live show. It will come on Friday, though. It just won't be a live one where we'll recap that game and we'll talk about the men's game on Saturday. So thanks again for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every day. We will be back with you with that recap tomorrow and a preview of the men's team. For your second listen, check out our brand-new podcast, Locked on College Basketball. Experts Isaac Shade and Andy Patton bring you everything you need to know on and off the court, whether it's the experts, the coaches, the players, everything throughout the basketball landscape. Locked on College Basketball has you covered. It's available on YouTube or wherever you guys are listening to this at. Follow us on Twitter. Subscribe to the podcast. Leave a rating and review. All of that great stuff. Thank you, Trace Jackson Davis. Thank you uh, for all of you guys who tuned in and watched tonight. Go Hoosiers. Let's pick up a memorable win on the women's side now uh, on Thursday. And as always, LEO.